The next and last stop is Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. lot of Nets podcasts. I mean, Oof. the only Net fans you know, the only what, the only Nets fans you know. At least they've got some self-aware. I mean, come on, Look man. Where are these guys? Welcome back to the only Net fans you know podcast. I'm Peter. I'm joined by my friend and fellow Nets confidant, Charlie. What's up, man? It's What's been, going on? It's been like 86 games. It's been a long, cold, dark. Scary, any negative adjective you could possibly think of. It's been a very, very, very negative road. Yeah, you know, we uh, we've just been like I don't know in recovery from this season. You know, I recorded we we recorded a, a podcast like, right after the game, the final game. I I couldn't put it out. It was just fucking <laughs> fucking disgusting. Just too emotional. This team is taking us on a roller coaster. I feel like from the last two years, Sean Marks looks like he's fucking aging. And uh, everyone's, re- I think the whole world is kind of realizing what we've been saying for a long time, that this team might be cursed. Definitely blurst for sure. Definitely blurst. Definitely cursed, not blurst. Definitely right. both. It's both. At this point, it's both. All right, let's get straight into the working title. The working title is the aftermath. Left in the smoldering ash of what was the next season, reborn from the ashes, isn't we rise again as a phoenix, not the Suns but the Nets. I like it. I think we should just jump straight into the uh, the Sean Marks press conference. A lot, a, a lot discussed, a lot not discussed there. What was your take on it? It was Sean Marks, and they had like Bozo the Clown sitting next to him. All right, so killing this guy. I don't know, I, man. I have a lot. Of, I, I'm trying. I, I'm, I don't know. I have not. I don't even have words to put together for for this man. I tried backing this guy. I tried to give this guy the benefit of the doubt for two years. Last year, okay, it was his first year. Give him, give him some slack. He made some improvements. You know. Uh I don't know. I just I I have I have a lot of mixed emotion with Steve Nash. He just feels like a robot, a robot. He is the he is one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA, which was a very disturbing fact to find out. For a coach that's second year in the league as a head coach, I don't know. It's just it's there's a lot of stuff. You know, I think he is getting a lot more slack that he deserves, like than he than he deserves. Like he definitely did make a lot more changes than people notice with the naked eye. But um, anyway, let's get straight into the press conference of Sean Marks, who definitely looks like a man who is, who's been the president of the United States, who looks aged from the last couple of years. Uh, he talked about Kyrie. There's rumors going around of, you know, is KD mad at Kyrie? Did Sean Marks do this on his own? Talked about getting back to the culture. Ben Simmons talking about his injury, of course. Talking about the draft picks and the quote. I think the biggest telling quote we're looking for selfish, selfless and available players. That's got to be a shot at Kyrie, right? I think it's a shot at Kyrie and Harden. 
It's a shot at every player that didn't put everything on the line for the team this year. I think I think that's acceptable. You know, like I said, you know, who knows what's going to go on with this. But what we do know is that they're supposedly going to have a big meeting or had a meeting to have a sit down. Uh, I don't think there's too many options for both of us to go, you know, as far as Sean Marks and Kyrie. I think the main option is, you know, him coming back. When it comes down to it, the Nets want to win, right? But like, what are we going to do? We're going to trade him? We're going to lose him for nothing? Boy, what I what I would give to be the fly on the wall in that room conversation with Kyrie, right? Also, do you have an apology to give to Ben Simmons? About him being a bitch? No, about him having back surgery. Serious back surgery. Well, from someone who's never had back surgery before, I do, I do understand the pain of going through surgery and dealing with injuries and all that yada yada. Great. I don't like the. I don't like how he sat on the sidelines in those outfits and just looked like that, and we all built up for a comeback, and then all of a sudden, gone. All that, all that talk about him coming back, gone. You know, the same. Why not just say, hey. Sit out for the rest of the year. Let's get you back next year. Let's get you mentally right. Let's get you healthy, dude. I would have, I would have bought that. I would have been on board for that. If we just know all this back and forth about him trying to come back, hey, was it gamesmanship? Maybe you could possibly say that. I do think the Nets st- staff as a whole was a shit show this year. I think the whole organization had a plan at the beginning of the year. That plan got completely upended. And um, they had to kind of make things work from scratch. Uh, I think you got you got some solid points there. Do you want to? Uh, I guess we should kind of look at the players under contract, the few players that are under contract, because we are so far over the cap, kind of we're almost in cap hell, you could say. How far yeah. over the cap are we, Pete? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Already in the tax, we have Ben, Katie, Cam, Sharp, Joe, and Seth. And that's it, basically, right? Like, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough finding players for the Nets to fill up this roster. But we do have two, two player op- three player options. Well, basically, it's two and one, right? Kyrie has his player option for 36.9. Patty has a 6.1. And then there's a team option for Kessler Edwards that we uh, I think we could safely say it's going to be picked up. Because they're not going to lose this guy for nothing, and we need players that could actually play. Kessler's pretty good. I think Kessler proved to be a pretty solid player for us. You can say it was award worthy. <laughs> I guess you could say that. What oh, do you think about Patty, though? Was that, did, did you like how we just hinted at a further segment later in the episode to really? No, I don't. There's a teaser. It was a, if you guys stick with us for the rest of the episode, you'll get. You'll get the real prize at the end of the, the end of the time. Sure. And what, what do you think, think of Patty? What do yeah, I think, what Patty? Do you think of Patty? I love I love Patty. He's a great guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how consistent he's going to be for us, but I love Patty. I like him back. He can always use the shooting. Always use the veteran presence. His defense obviously wasn't great. He's undersized. We don't need more guards, but we need we need someone. Who's gonna be available? And he was available. He was overplayed, for sure. But um, now, he's a. Now, don't I think forget. A, I think six point one million dollars is a really good value for him. Now don't forget, now Charlie, 
This guy came from the Olympics straight to playing with us. Like you said, he was definitely overused. And definitely, you know, I, I guess he's a bargain at 6.1, you could say. The big thing this post, this, not say not postseason, but this offseason, a lot of teams are going to have no cap room. There's going to be a lot of guys that are mediocre free agents that are going to try to be stuck, stuck in, in these little cap room spots. I could see Patty coming back, but I could also see him being traded. You got Joe, Seth, and Patty, three guys that do the same thing. One of them has to be traded, I would think, because Cam is another small guard. Cam's only making 2.1 mil. So you, you know, he's young also. We know he's going to stay. Did you have anything in mind? Would you think anything specific for a trade, or do you think it's just going to be something that just to dump sal- salary dumps? No salary dumps. The Nets have to... And that's have to be creative with this. They have a six point three million taxpayer exception, meaning they get they're over the cap as I just said. So they could sign a player for six point three mil, or they could break it up. But they basically they have a six point three million dollar exception. They have to work with that, and then they have to work with what they got under contract. Joe is making eighteen million. That's pretty much the biggest contract that we could use to kind of get someone of good value back, I would say. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to lose. I like Seth. I think we keep Seth. If I could, I would trade Patty and keep Joe, but Joe's contract is just better fitted on another team's roster. Bear in mind, Seth also had season-ending ankle surgery. Um, and seasons end ankle surgery. So basically... They had the same surgery that he had on Joe Harris, which he cleaned up his ankle from loose bodies, which is crazy. They made Seth play through that after training for him, and, and then didn't make Joe Harris play through it. So that was a that disturbs me a little bit. The Nets are a oh. team who usually are super cautious. I know they really needed Seth, but if it was the same injury, the same procedure, they knew the risks of going into that, especially given what Joe Harris's history was and how that turned south and how he was out for the year. So. I'm a little shaken by the the the, the staff. I know it was a pre-existing injury in Philly. I mean, absolutely right. But I want to say, like, they didn't make him play. If Seth said, "I'm out, I'm out," I know I they didn't make him play. More credit just, to Seth. I just no, hundred percent credit to Seth. Totally agree. I don't think they made him play. I just think as a basketball player, he knew the severity and the the dire need of wins and like. How everything is and he just kind of and he felt like he had to suck it up. What about Clax now? Clax is a restricted free agent. I I I've heard I've heard rumors that Clax, the Nets will do pretty much. I've been hearing rumors. I've saw people that heard rumors. <laughs> I've I know I saw online that people that know people who heard rumors. <laughs> so you know. Really top quality sources. Uh, that the Nets will basically match anything that's offered to Claxton. Like obviously he's a restricted free agent, so obviously any team can offer him a contract, and Nets can match it, and the Nets can go over the cap to match it, as everyone here knows. Um, so that's someone the Nets who are pretty much gonna probably rely on. That's probably gonna probably be the biggest quote unquote I would say splash of the summer, getting him back. Um, maybe. Getting Blake, uh, I, I doubt Blake comes back. I like him back, but I like Bruce Brown back if possible. So we'll see. 
I definitely think Clocks would be the definitely the, the the biggest signing that they could pull off. You can't lose him for nothing. You can't lose him for nothing. What about like you talked about Blake and Bruce Brown? We got a couple other free agents also. Yeah, obviously uh, Aldridge got to worry about. Um, you know, I don't think they're gonna bring him back. It's, it's tough to, with these old guys. So you think replacing him with a guy like Mello, who's rumored to be what you would call uh, a replacement as like a free agent in the seasons, uh, next season. So, man, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I, old, I just don't like getting these. I know these guys are like veterans. I don't like getting these old guys because they can't push the floor. They can't run the, they can't run the offense we need to run. And it's tough. You got like Mello, Joe Ingles, Jeff Green, Gary Harris, Jeremy Lamb. I mean, these guys are old. Those are just a couple of the free agents that that uh that were mentioned, but uh you know, what are you gonna do? You got the Nets are gonna have to be looking at players that are older because they want to win. They're gonna take less money to play for a winning team. That's why. That's why it is. That's why we got a Goran Dragic. I want really. I, I'd love him to come back, but I can't see him coming back. We know AD's not gonna come back. You know it's. It's a, it's very tough right now. Nets don't have a lot of cap room, and you're gonna have to depend on those guys that you don't like. Like we got Claxton coming back, hopefully, God willing. How much money do you give to Bruce Brown? Are you gonna replace Bruce Brown with one of these older players, quote unquote? Yeah, man, Marks has a lot of work to do. Man, you gotta find people. Now you got a whole new piece on your team. You got Ben Simmons on your team. Maybe we don't even know. There's rumors that he even possibly gets traded to Atlanta. Who the hell? Who the hell? A lot of stuff going on. Did you hear about Sean Marks being with Rob Palenka? Does that mean LeBron's coming to Brooklyn? That was that was started by uh, I think Brooklyn Buzz talked about it. The Brooklyn okay. Buzz podcast. They they I talked will... about it. I, I don't I don't believe that at all. I can't conceive how that would work for us. All right, hear me out here. How old's Bronny? Bronny James Jr. I don't know, too young to even think about being on the Nets. All right. Hear me out. Nets tank the next three years. Kevin Durant just rests and builds his strength, builds his calf muscles, builds his hamstrings. Everyone builds up. Tank three years. Nets will have their pick. Bronny James Jr., number one overall to the Nets. LeBron James traded. Everyone comes back healthy. Nets win the championship. Bronny James Jr.'s... Averaging a triple double. I hate it. That's just speculation, though. Those are rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder where you got those. Speaking of rumors, uh, that but this one actually no, makes sense. You know where I got those from? Brian Windhorst. Sure, you did. Sure who's you did. who's the guy? Is that Brian Windhorst? Who's the one who always gets it wrong? All of them get it wrong because no one knows no. anything really. No, there's that guy who does like the Bob Nightingale. Isn't it Bob Nightingale? Who's the guy who just really flops on all those like stories? Anyway, no one knows just, anything. No one knows exactly. That's the point. That's what I'm trying to make. No one knows anything. I was gonna say one rumor that you showed me right before this podcast went on that uh, a rumor came out that the Nets are gonna defer their pick that they got from the James Harden trade to next year, which I think is smart. The rumor is also from a guy with the blue check mark. So, you know, if it, that means it has to be true if it's a blue check mark. Raphael Barstow. 
I hope you know. I, I'd like to see that just because supposedly the draft next year is going to be a lot better, and we're already going to have four or five guys that are you know youngins, like a rookie or in their second year in the league. So I think that's a smart move. If you can't trade the pick, why not leave it for next year? Maybe you know Embiid gets hurt, James Harden gets fatter, and the pick winds up being more valuable anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hope Embiid doesn't get hurt, but I do hope Harden gets fatter. That's daily throughout uh, throughout a couple of names for free agency. You mentioned one Melo, Isaiah Hardson, Caleb Martin, Joe Ingles, Jeff Green, Jeremy Lamb, Gary Harris, and one of them strung your your heart a little bit strongly. Don't, don't even say Torian it. Prince. I'm gonna be so mad if they resign Torian Prince, Pete. I know he did better. hustle. I know he hustled. I know he's improved, but we had him on our team. Why are we getting? Why are we going backwards? He, did you think he he's played really better? At way from Brooklyn, just saying. Remember, he tried to be a wing player for us, and he's gonna try to be a wing player again, and it just didn't work. I think he did pretty well in Minnesota, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be intrigued by it. Joe Ingles he... sounds like a disaster. He's he's slow as hell. Jeff Green is. Always hurt because he's old. Jeremy Lamb is old. Gary Harris is old. Melo is old. Gonna be stuck with these veterans who can't get up the floor. Great. I think Mel. I think Melo could. I could see Melo happening though. He wants to win see, a chip. I could also see Melo becoming James Johnson 2.0. I think he did the three a little better than James Johnson, but I, I could see what you're saying there. But he's not gonna rebound as well or or play defense. Like, for a team that's so bad on defense, why are you slacking on defense? Speaking of slacking on defense, David Vanderpool is most likely gone next year. Like David Vanderpool is one of, uh, one of the great, great assistants in the NBA right now who doesn't have a head coaching job, who players always say, oh, you know, how come this guy doesn't have a job? Dame Lillard in, you know, I guess he's the biggest star that has kind of fought for him to get a job. He fought from a couple of years ago for not even getting an interview for, I think it was the Minnesota job. David Vanderpool was a great coach, and it's going to suck that, that, you know, that, we, that we lost him. But the big rumors coming up is that there's going to be a big coaching staff shakeup. Adam Harrington, Katie, you know, Katie, uh, I don't want to say not fan, but they've, you know, they've worked together very closely in OKC and in a personal trainer way. Consigliere. So, Sure, whatever you want to say. Amari quit, went on ESPN, killed Kyrie and James Harden. Is Jock Bond going to be gone? Jock Bond rightfully is the so. I want to add, right, right, Amari, rightfully so. Sorry to interrupt. Rightfully, he made all the right moves there. Jock Vaughn, highest paid assistant in the NBA at the time that he was signed. I think he still is the highest paid assistant. Are you going to cut him and eat that contract? I you know, I like Jock Vaughn. I really hope they keep him. I hope so too, but I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with this. The players love him. The players love him. I I think that's a guy you gotta try to get back. I mean one guy I, I one guy I don't want back is Steve Nash. I'm just, I, I don't know, I, man. You I, made that I, very I, clear. I dude, I, I just can't I can't get on board with him. 
I, I just can't get on board with him. I honestly, they went I, when I saw him and Joe side the Lakers game. I'm not the Lakers game. I'm sorry, the Liberty game. The New York, I don't know why I said Lakers. New York Liberty game. That just told me I'm like, wow, this guy still has his job next year. So, not. Well, I I know why you said why you said Lakers, because uh, Kenny Atkinson looks like he might be in the running for the Lakers job. At the time of recording, he was one of the supposedly he's one of the finalists, which I'm very happy for because he definitely did not get his fair shake. I um I think Kenny deserves a shot with the young team. I don't think the Lakers are the team for him. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. So we got a special treat for everyone today. Um, this is the very first only Nets fans you know annual award show given to various Nets for various different things. So, Pete, why don't you start us off for our first award? Okay. So, as you guys may or may not know, some awards are going to be serious. Some awards are going to be funny. But this award is dead serious. The award for the best ramp-up. We've had many, many players ramp up for many, many times during the season. Thanks to COVID, thanks to injuries. But the one player who deserves this award more than anyone is Ben Simmons. Congratulations to Ben Simmons. This is his first award. Congratulations. Clap it up. He did a real good job. He had a lot of tough competition. He had other nominees like Kevin Durant on there. He had um, an actual skateboard ramp on there. Um, that was a tough call. Um, so let's, tough move on to our, let's, let's move on to our next award. This is my personal favorite award. Um, this award goes to the person who does not he turns the ball over a lot. This is award is <laughs> I can't I can't I can't, I can't. <laughs> This award is for none other than our favorite former Nets head coach. This is the Lionel Holland Stonehands Award. <laughs> As you remember Lionel Holland's had some of the gnarliest looking hands I've ever seen on this eyes. I can't beat. So this award goes to the person who's got the worst hands. So the award goes to James Harden, who's averaged over 4.8 turnovers per game this year when, when he was with the Nets. And for just being a piece of shit. <laughs> just being an overall piece of shit. Oh, man, I'm going straight to hell. I'm sorry, Lionel. I think you heard him. He's going to hell. All right, the next, next award. award. Oh, you go. You, this is your boy. Go. So you go ahead and present it. The next award goes to the guy on the Nets who we feel has the most hustle. This award is named after none other than Nets legend Reggie Evans. This is the Reggie Evans Nets Hustle Award. The uh, Nets Hustle Award goes to. Drumroll. Thank you. None other than our very, very favorite here at our only Nets fans you know. BB, Bruce Brown. That's this is his first award. Bruce, if you're listening, your award's in the mail. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you'll win more of these awards in the future. 
I got right. him. Uh, I got him a KB Toys gift card. This next one, there was a little debate with this one, guys, but we'll uh, we'll keep it keep it clean. This is the Isaiah Whitehead Brooklyn Cyclone Rookie of the Year Award, based on you know no one none other than Isaiah Whitehead Brooklyn Zone, and the award goes to. Oh, wait. Oh, this is this is, this is oh. a problem here. Wow, drama. We got we're gonna have co-winners. Charlie picked one, and I picked I picked another one. We have we're gonna give it to Cam Edwards, Kessler Edwards, and Cam Thomas. They both I, think... I don't know, like how could you say they both had great years at certain points. Some had lows at certain points, but I feel like they both deserve it. I agree. Various points of the seasons, these guys definitely stepped up for us when we needed them to even just push us into the playoffs to get into this position. You forget when the Nets kind of had a the best record in the East Conference, Kessler Edwards was a big part of that. Kessler Edwards was in the lineup very consistently getting time. It wasn't until like Cam Thomas started getting more minutes when everyone started getting hurt that you noticed Cam Thomas start, um, you know, contributing. He kind of started off pretty slow. Then he kind of progressed a little bit. He had that little issue with his back. Then he kind of kind of fizzled out at the end. Maybe it's because he didn't wasn't used to like the long grind of an NBA season and getting that much minutes, but I definitely saw great things out of him. I mean, dude, I think he should win this award alone just based on the Nets uh the Nets when they beat the Knicks and he hit the game winner. And they came from okay. almost twenty plus points down, I think. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's definitely a big moment for him, but I'm gonna say it a little differently. I think Cam had it early on in the year, and Kessel Edwards kind of uh, pushed us over the top as a guy who stretched the floor and helped us, you know, clinch that uh, playing spot and help us get into the playoffs. I think if Kessler Edwards plays more in the playoffs and you know wasn't as scared as shit as he was, which is understandable being a rookie, I think he would have won this award outright. But I, you know, I gotta salute both of these guys. Yeah, as as far as rookies goes, it's hard to get that much, you know. Um, what's the word? Get get I guess production. I guess the best. Get a lot of they're on a championship level team, right? So you're not gonna get a lot of rookies. So for them to contribute, definitely, you know, was big. They're late first round picks. Well, not Kessler was Cam Thomas is Kessler was a second round pick. They were they're a late first round pick and a second round pick being thrust into a a championship contender team so think about that and they're able to produce the way they did and all the adversity that team faced they stuck through it and they're probably going to be better players for it in the future and i hope they're on our team when that happens all right a last award that was just allowed added in the last minute my personal hatred the scumbag of the year award there's only one you know one person who could possibly earn this award i think think everybody knows definitely not Definitely not. There's only one person who definitely deserves this. Charlie, would you like to give him his his flowers? Uh, James Harden, can you please come up and accept your award? For being a a fucking scumbag and ruining our season. You're you're a goddamn piece of shit, you scumbag quitter. This is a this wasn't this wasn't a close race, but there are actually some votes for Kyrie Irving in there. Oh no, you're an asshole. No, dude, I'm telling you, I'm looking at the votes. It was like. You know, it was mostly 98% Harden, but there's 2% for Kyrie in here. Yeah, I think saying? that was you. I don't know. 
All right. Should we get to the wrap up or just anything else you wanted to add in? I, I would normally put an MVP award, but I think that's pretty obvious. I think that's pretty redundant, right? Yeah, I think we got to give it to uh to Blake Griffin for MVP. Uh, most, <laughs> most, valuable, most valuable person because he really he should he should have he really sucked it up. He should have really he really acted like a professional this year, even though he made some subtle hints about him not playing on night uh, on the uh, Twitter. Okay, okay, we obviously MVP goes to KD, right? We can't joke around about that. But uh, let's get let's get to this wrap up. A very interesting tidbit that I that we saw on the internet. Kyrie lost his Nike deal. A lot of these athletes, they make a lot of money with these shoe deals. Some even make more money through the shoe deal than their own player contracts. So this is definitely a big hit on Kyrie's income from last year, losing pretty much half of his pay to this. And on top of all the fines he took? You know, that's that's eating half of his contract. Not, not, you know, it's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. A lot of money lost, hundreds of millions are close to it. You think a part of it is he thinks he's being righteous, or you think he you think it's just he's just just being stubborn and dumb and dumb? I think he's doing what he felt is right. I mean look giving you know, up millions like that? I mean That's what he felt was right, man. If you know, the guy walked the walk. Did you give up those millions of dollars? I don't think I could have. No, no, I couldn't. I really couldn't. I don't think you walk the walk. Yeah, good for him. Great. I I like take my millions <laughs> and an NBA championship possibly, but that's just me. So who are you rooting for now that our nets are uh, are eliminated? Well, I guess the Warriors. I want to see a Warriors Heat Finals. I want to get. I. I mean, what is it? It's three zero. Um, right now, yeah. It, it looks like the. The Mavs are going to be knocked out at this current time, so you got I guess it's going to be Warriors. I want the Liberty to win. You got this. Um, you got the Warriors score now or no? Uh, no, they're winning. Uh, the Mavericks are winning. One hundred seven ninety one. Five minutes left in the fourth, so it looks like they're going to pull off. So it looks like that series is going to go three one. But we'll see. And every count, Steph Curry with five minutes left in the fourth. So I'm not jumping the gun there. So I kind of I love the Warriors. I always like the Warriors. I want to see, like you said, I want to see Dinwiddie, um, Jason Kidd. If you if some Nets fans out there don't think he's a pure scumbag too, he you know he would if we had the award show about I don't know seven eight years ago. I think Jason Kidd would have won the scumbag of the year award, right? Very possible. So that would have been a good. I would really like to see the Celtics defense versus the Warriors offense. I think Bro, that'd no. be just. Pure basketball, bro. No, I don't want the Boston any Boston team to get anywhere sniff anywhere close to a championship. They're they're too close right now. I want them to fucking get the hell away and get eliminated. Fuck those guys. That's fair. That's fair. I don't understand how Nick fans can root for Boston more than the Nets. It still blows my mind. Even though I would I would I would grudgingly root for the Knicks over Boston. Wow, you're play. sick. You're sick in the head. No, I'm dude, I really Celtics I, way over the Knicks any day. Bro, I can't stand Boston teams. I cannot stand Boston teams. I'm sorry. Oh, so Charlie, we've learned today that Charlie's sick in the head. That's something dude, I never I, knew that. Call me sick, fine. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I can't stand Boston teams. All of them. Don't want to see any of them win. Not even the New England Revolution. 
Spe- especially the New oh, England Revolution. Revolution. Especially the New England Revolution. Fuck those guys. They're crazy. All right, I think you should give Katie. We got to give Katie his flowers. The man that did resign with us, on the being second team All NBA. Big, big congratulations to Katie. Obviously, you know this is just one of the many awards he's won. But uh, it's big that you get a Brooklyn Net that gets an All NBA vote. I mean, I, I, I don't know why he wasn't first team All NBA other than his injuries. Crazy, he was out for like all the time he did, and he still got second team. So. Dude is just, uh, he's a legend. He's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. And uh, just hopefully he stays healthy. That's really what you got to hope for. Yeah, we'll see what, what next year holds. We'll, next episode, I'm sure we'll be talking about the draft and free agency a lot more. So we'll have a lot more to be talking about then in the next couple of weeks and months. Anything you want to add on? I got one more thing I want to add on before we shut this one down. Yo, add it on then, bro. All right. Uh, I did a quick little appearance on a, a Fireside Nets, on their Nets fans frenzy episode. A lot of fun. I hope you guys check that out. There's video of me looking like a piece of shit and looking like an idiot there. A couple jokes. I think you guys would, if you guys enjoy this, you'll definitely enjoy that. Shout out to Fireside Nets for having me on. And uh, Yeah, dude, you were I, awesome. You were awesome. Thanks, bro. Thanks, yeah, broski. I really liked it. It was a good job. I said... Thank you. I said fuck James Harden a lot, so that was always good. Yeah, I mean, that's tasteful. Very tasteful. Of course. Have a good commute. Have a great day. Have a great night. Whatever you guys are doing, be dude, safe out should, there. Dude, you should tell them. So, they, should to- they should totally follow us on Twitter at OnlyNetsFansPod. Did you ever tell them that? They should definitely so, Well, first, Well, if you ever listen to an episode, I usually tell them to have a good day, have a good commute, have a good night. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Only Nets Fans Pod, and also help out Charlie. As you know, he's always struggling uh, with the, with the Instagram at the I'm Only Nets Fans. You know, yes, he struggles. He's having some problems. And uh, I also added in the W Fan shout out uh, that happened last month. I added that onto the Twitter and the IG. I thought that was kind of cool. We got ranked number nine out of the top ten Nets podcasts in the world. I think we're no, nine that was out of the, cool. I think we're nine out of the ten that's podcasts in the world. Out of the best ten. There the, might be some other ones. I mean like eleven then, maybe. I know there's only yeah, yeah. This is like we gotta hype that up a little bit. We're ninth ranked and we're there's only six podcasts from Nets. You're a fucking hassle. Alright guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Do you remember Salad Fingers? No. You know Lionel Holland's hands? And we're out.